Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of October 16th, 2023, season 5, episode number 39. This week we talk about the sick new world lineup for 2024 is out. Spotify founder does not intend to ban AI-generated music on their platform. Deftones gives some details on their new album coming out in 2024. Talking Heads members reunite for the 40th anniversary screening of Stop Making Sense. Aerosmith and Bruce Springsteen cancel their tours and more. Plus this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly every Sunday. And on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. All right, guys, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here as well as Dahlia this week. What's up, Dahlia? What's up? We have our our feral pets. Yeah, we got our uh, Arlo, our cat, and Charlie, our dog, in here. (laughs) Both kind of like uh, messing around. We had to kick Arlo off of the chair so Dahlia could get in here, and Arlo wasn't too happy about that. No, I'm getting... uh, getting He thought he was going to be the co-host this week, (laughs) apparently. Um, But no, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. Um, Sick New World 2024 lineup is out. We'll go over that. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Spotify founder does not intend to ban AI-generated music, which is interesting. Deftones gives some details on their new album. Talking Heads members reunite for 40th anniversary screening of Stop Making Sense. Aerosmith and Bruce Springsteen canceling their tours. Everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com. All at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything, YouTube, all at rocknewsweekly. Check us out. All of our interviews from last week are up individually on our YouTube channel for everything from uh, Aftershock. So if you missed any of that, make sure you guys check it out. It's all up on the YouTube channel now. So let's get to that Sick New World Festival lineup. I'll go on the big screen for you guys so you can check it out here. Here it is. So this is all still one day, Saturday, April 27th, 2024. Dahlia, what stands out to you? Okay, there's a lot that stands out to me. Um, Primus. Yep. Number one. Let's see. Prim- of System the- of a Down, obviously Slipknot. Those stand out. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Down- Danny Elfman's on there. Oops. Yeah, Danny Elfman. Uh, sorry, I just skipped forward. Hold on, I'll get, I'll get back up there. Danny Elfman, very cool. Uh, let's see. What else stands out for you? There's Lamb of God on there. What stands out for you, Chris? Um, well, you, you touched on a couple. Um, so Primus was a big one for me. Danny Elfman was also very cool to see them. Uh, uh, he played at Coachella, and I saw, and he kind of did a rare set at Coachella and I believe Riot Fest. And now I think he's starting to branch out to a couple other festivals. So good to see him doing that. That's very cool. I'd love to see that. Primus is a big deal for me. Swans, the original Swans. Those guys have been around since the 80s. Uh, They're from the UK. I'd love to see them. Killing Joke, that's another one that canceled this this year. And now it looks like they're guaranteed for next year, hopefully. I'm not sure. Um, And then some of the ones that we saw at Aftershock, uh, Sleep Token, Bad Omens. Bad Omens are awesome. Baby Metal and Polyphia down there as well. Um, And then we got a lot of other kind of... You know, all it's all over the place here. I'm glad that one 
one, we're not going to this this festival this year. We next year we went this year. Yep. Um, but I feel like the lineup is way better than the lineup that we had last this year. Yeah. Uh, was more of like a new metal vibe. This one seems more. Not new metal E. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it. the last Sick New World was meant to be more of a nostalgia thing, and I yeah. think this one is less nostalgia, and it has a lot more of the newer bands on yeah. here. Um, and so, yes, I, I do feel that it's a better lineup, more well-rounded um, lineup, and it's it has a lot of the artists that were there this year, like Loathe, Seven Dust, Kitty. I see a lot of those. They they were there last year. Yeah. So they're going to be here uh, there again uh, for a, a lot of people that wanted to see Sick New World and maybe missed out. The problem is I could black out about half of this lineup and still feel like that's plenty to see in one day. I feel like this is way too much for one day. It, oh, that's uh, bigger than uh, an Aftershock uh, kind of announcement in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, not, not including some of the lower bands, but... That's that's insane for one day. There's no way you're going to be able to see any of those bands. Another one that stands out for me on this lineup, they're on the very, he is on the very bottom. It's Quantic. Okay. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. I started like checking out his music. I saw a video maybe two weeks ago and I was like, oh, oh I really like Quantic. Quantic? Yes. Never heard of him. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll show you a video when, when we wrap up our, our show today, but... You'll enjoy it. Well, Chris, you and I are on the same page a lot in yeah, a lot of ways sure. with music, so I think you'll like. You'll enjoy I think it. there's something for everyone here, but yeah. uh, beware! It's on Blacktop. It's only one day, so you're gonna be. Um, you're gonna. It be starts scorched. at 11 a.m. and you're gonna be exhausted by the time System of Down hits the stage at 11 o'clock at night. Well, it looks so like it, it's in April this year, so that'll be better. When we went, it was in May. That we, is true. We went third week of May, so. April 27th may be more of an less, ideal. Yeah, less less heat. Weekend, yeah. Hopefully. So good for, for them. Uh, continuing, sicknewworldfest.com for more info on that. All right, Spotify founder does not intend to ban AI-generated music. This is kind of a big talking point this week. AI seems to be, you know, everywhere. And so there's a popular AI-generated collaboration right now between pop artist Drake and The Weeknd. And it's being removed from Spotify earlier this year. So that that already happened, right? Spotify's founder, Daniel X, stated in a new interview that he has no intent to completely ban AI-generated content on his music platform. He's talking with the BBC, and he acknowledged that adding artificial intelligence in the equation where music is concerned will provide a new challenge for streaming services. But he also added that there are some valid uses that make it worthwhile to music listeners. So just on the surface there, what do you think of this kind of um, situation? Are you on the side of, hey, AI isn't so bad if it's done right, or not at all, let's get rid of it completely? You know, Chris, I think I'm still like on the fence with the whole AI generated. I think once it you know, becomes more mainstream, it'll just become more of a way of life for us. But we've been watching, like, a lot. we were watching um, Bill Maher yesterday. There was this huge talk about AI, and I feel like there's, you know, in movies they're talking about AI. There's, like, a lot of... A lot of it right now, right? Unknowns with AI, but, it, I mean, we're already there. We've probably been there, and we don't know it with AI with well, a lot of things. I'm interested to hear what an AI-generated sound sounds like, yeah. but I feel like, haven't we kind of been using, like, generated 
algorithms in a lot of in ways to generate music. Yeah, sure, but I think it's now it's becoming a little more um, like harder to differentiate what's real and what's yeah. fake. And so apparently, this Drake and the Weekend song, AI was used to impersonate human artists without their consent. And this oh. song started making the rounds on on Spotify and getting a lot of traction, right? But it wasn't with the consent of the artist. So this is where it kind of it intersects with what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah. If the artist is okay with it and they're cool with doing that, then I guess that's fine. But if they're not, and now AI can like use Drake's voice, The Weeknd's voice, to make their own song. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, kind where, of a crazy where, where do you territory. Where draw the line in the sand? Right. And he says it's going to be tricky. Quote, at present, AI is not banned from in all forms on Spotify, but they do not allow their content to be used to train in machine or learning or an artificial intelligence model. So they don't allow their stuff to be used for that, but it's still it's not supporting AI. So kind of crazy. And they have AI DJs now on Spotify, yeah. um, not, not even real people doing that stuff. So it's kind of crazy. You can only get so far with people still want to go out and they want to see shows. They want to see live music. Very they true. Live bands. So Speaking of that, let's transfer to the uh, tours. Unfortunately, we had some big tours uh, cancel. Bruce wow. Springsteen was part of it. Um, he, he has a, a thing called peptic ulcer disease, which is sounds serious. I hope it's not too bad for him. But uh, in a statement said, "Quote: Springsteen has recovered to re- uh, excuse me has continued to recover steadily." from peptic ulcer, ulcer disease over the past few weeks and will continue treatment through the rest of the year on doctor's advice. However, his 2023 tour is being postponed out of an abundance of caution. The same thing is happening with uh, Aerosmith. Aerosmith, unfortunately, same deal. Because of uh, Steven Tyler's vocal damage, he had some surgery and yeah. he's not ready to go back. So they gave him 30 days. He, he passed that mark at the end of September. And now he, he's saying the whole 2023 tour date has been scrapped and postponed until next year. I'd like to see Aerosmith at Aftershock next year, putting hey, it out there. I'd love that. I really would. That would be a good one. Oh, it would. I, I would actually stay the whole show probably to see. Yeah. So you've heard it, Aftershock uh, supporters and listeners, and maybe even Danny Wimmer. Maybe he's a huge come fan. Come on, of, Danny. We he's want a huge Aerosmith. fan of Rock News Weekly. So come on, Danny, make it happen. And also, I'd love to see the Deftones next year. I know. We Deftones like, need to be at Aftershock. It they, should be a staple. They are from Sacramento, I know. California. Well, they are supposedly going to be releasing a new album next year uh, in spring, summer. Even if it's just crosses, I'll settle for crosses. No, that's out now. And Chino's working on that yeah. now. He's busy with that. There's crosses, tour dates, and all that. So Deftones apparently is 2024. Here's the interview. This is um, with, uh, who, who is it from the band? Stephen Carpenter, guitarist, okay? So here's what he says. Quote, just in the last couple months, really, two or three months, well, maybe a little longer now, February is when we started, to work on new material for a new record. He told this Gnostic Academy uh, about this. He says, quote, it's, good. it's going good now. It was slow at first. But it always is. Dragging our feet ain't nothing new, but we've got stuff up and going now. We're on a good little momentum at the moment, and we hope to have it all done and out by next spring or summer. There's nothing official, no official date yet, but that's our goal. So it sounds very cool, right? I can't wait. Love to hear some new Deftones music. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, he talks about the process and stuff, but it sounds awesome. Uh, Deftones are also going to be doing their Dia de los Deftones Festival, which is coming up by the time you guys are hearing this in a couple weeks, Saturday, November 4th in San Diego. They got Deftones, 100 Gex, Knock Loose, Doechi, Pinback, Ryle, Capra, and a bunch of other bands on there. So fourth annual, and it's their own festival. So I feel like that's why maybe they're not doing Aftershock 2. They're, they're doing their own festival. Yeah. It's kind of like what Slipknot did for a number of years, you know? Um, so anyway, good for the Deftones. And it says they are busy. You know, he's busy with crosses. The duo uh, just released their new album, God Bless, I Love You, Delete, on October 13th. And they're embarking on their first tour in nine years. The last time we saw them was nine years ago at Coachella in 2014. Yeah. And that was the one I remember we stayed up till midnight. They till didn't go until midnight or 12.30 in the morning. It was like 12.30 a.m. After being in the desert all day and sleeping in the desert. And, and so we go to the tent and we're sitting there and we're like, all right, we got to see crosses. We got to see them. So uh, I remember we're, passing no, we're, out. We were like, we got to see them. We can make this last leg. And I passed can, out. I was sleeping. Yeah. Chris was laying on the ground in the dirt and I was laying on him. And we in woke the up dirt. when the when the <laughs> band started, we woke up and I remember and, and he was playing uh, the movie Hoxon which is like an old black and white yeah, witch movie witch from movie. the early 1900s. And yeah. he's playing that in the background of their set, which was really cool. And they're doing their crosses set with that Hoxon uh, imagery in the background of all these old witches in black and white. It was really cool. And I'll always remember that. That was like a very cool Coachella moment. And we waited all day. And it was finally super nice and out. Nice. It felt <laughs> it felt super nice. And the, the, the air outside was finally cool. And it was midnight and we finally made it so anyway i thought that was cool so we i'd love to warriors babe i'd love to see them again and i would recommend you guys checking out crosses yeah. too even if you're you know fans of deftones or maybe not fans of electronic music definitely check it out it's really cool it's a it's a very unique show all right talking heads this is cool once in a lifetime 40th anniversary screening is making the rounds it's going all over the major cities la new york and in toronto uh, they made a couple uh, stops here, got some photos of them. Uh, it was, you know, they, they said this is the, the best the band has been interacting since they got together in the beginning. And wow. there, there's been a lot of animosity between Tina and um, David. And there's a lot of things that have been said in the press in the past. And apparently they're trying to put all that aside and focus on doing this 40th anniversary tour. And they're saying it's uh, doing really well. Um Burton says, quote, when I was watching this just now, I was thinking, this is why we come to movie theaters. This is different than watching it on my laptop. This is really different. And I think that's a cool point to make is that some of these movies just, they really are awesome experience live in the movie theater, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's totally different than watching a YouTube video. You watch it in the theater and it's like a, a whole thing. It's a whole that's experience, right? right? And this Stop Making Sense film is one of those films. So I would definitely recommend it if you guys can catch it in your area. It is put out by A24 now, and it's going to be in 4K, in IMAX, and all that. And it's also going to be released physical copies as well. So check it out. Very cool. Uh, all right, an auction. Eric Clapton and Kurt Cobain, our uh, guitars, are up for auction. This 20th anniversary Julian's auction is going to be handling the sale. 
Uh, the guitars, Eric Clapton's The Fool and Kurt Cobain's Sky Staying One will be sold on November 17th and 18th live from Nashville's Hard Rock Cafe. Here's a picture of the guitars. Um, looks like Kurt's cardigan and jeans that he wore it looks like right there and then they got Eric Clapton's guitar which is like this beautiful psychedelic type of paint job that he's got on there how much do you think those are going to get Ooh, um I would say in the upper uh, lower 10,000 10, yeah 000 maybe so 10 20,000 I'll say between seven and twelve thousand. They are estimated to bring somewhere between one and two million dollars. Wow! So you are I way off. I was significantly off. Way off. Those are very significant guitars, babe. One and two million dollars though for a yeah. guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Maybe somebody like in very science iconic. wants to buy buy them and like get the little. Um, skin samples off of the strings to AI <laughs> to create. Okay, well, now we're getting creepy. I know. Talking about... All right, Dark Side of the Moon's got a documentary, which is pretty neat. It's called The 50th Ningaloo Eclipse Documentary. Now, what is that all about? Well, it took place here in Australia, which is where they, they did this... Mike. Yeah, in Exmouth, uh, in this Ningaloo Reef. Which apparently is, is it Exmouth or Exmouth? Exmouth. You're probably right about that. Um, th- which is apparently an area that you could watch the eclipse really well. They traveled to Australia for a listening party wow. for the 50th anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon. Played it for a group of fans, and then they filmed a documentary about it. So it's out on YouTube now. It's a 30-minute little documentary. It's called Dark Side of the Moon 50th Ningaloo Eclipse Documentary. So check that out if you guys are interested. And that album is out now. Just came out on Friday, October 13th. Newly remastered version of Dark Side of the Moon. Speaking of that era, check this out. Paul McCartney and their Wings tour bus is up for auction. The 1972 tour bus that Paul McCartney and Wings traveled in all around Europe is going up for auction next next month. That's a cool bus. Isn't that cool? Look at the pictures of them. Chris, buy us that bus. <laughs> well, it's expected to bring around 250000 so it's a little out so of my price range. So the guitars are going from <laughs> 1 to $2 million, but the bus that Paul McCartney. Yeah, I think this is a lot cooler, right? I feel like I would be getting more value. How would you get it to the States, though? It would have to be shipped here on boat. Yeah. And then, like, It'd shipped have to, be a to whole the deal. East Coast and had, had to be transported from East Coast all the way to, because we're on the West. So so pretty neat, though. Uh, it's going to yeah. be on Julian's auction as well, which is the same that's handling those guitars. Uh, Keith Richards has been sober now for a while, and he talked about his new sober lifestyle in this interview. Um, check this out. He says, cigarettes I gave up in 2019. I haven't touched them since. I gave up heroin in 1978. I gave up cocaine in 2006. You were doing cocaine all the way up until (laughs) 2006, and you're still alive? I still like a drink occasionally because I'm not not going to heaven anytime soon. But apart from that, I'm trying to to enjoy being straight. It's a unique experience for me. Uh, He says uh, his preferred drink of choice, uh, before I get to it, what do you think it is? It looks like he's drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels it in does. that photo. Uh, but he says vodka and orange Ew. soda. Oh, the nuclear waste before stressing that he only consumed enough, always just enough, and confirmed he has since given that up. Uh, so there, there's a picture of him now. He's looking good, right? He's looking good. 
good. He's Look looking at his good. Pot belly. Um, the topic of prolific drug use, of course, it's always around with him. He says, quote, I'm blessed maybe that physically this thing just keeps going, referring to his body. So far, I have no real problem with getting old. There are some horrific things you see in the future, but you've got to get there. I'm getting along with the idea of being 80 and still walking, still talking. A fascinating process. But then if you don't, you might as well commit suicide. He's such a dark guy, dude. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's got a dark sense of humor, which probably keeps him going. You have, um, to have a sense of humor to keep yourself going, right? Yeah. So they got their new album out, Hackney Diamonds, which is amazing. First new original album in 18 years for uh, Rolling Stones. And I just love that. So good for them, man. Good for Keith. Staying straight as, as he can be these days, right? Oh. All right. We got some birthdays to get to. Let's do it. All right, Dahlia, take it away. Who do oh, we got today? Pokey. Or this week? Mike Rutherford, guitarist and basses of Genesis, turned 73 this week. David Lee Roth, oh, rock singer him. of Van Halen, 69. That is disputed. I'd go ahead and say he's more in the 70s. I was going to say that. Maybe that's why it's disputed. I think maybe that's what the age he would like to be, but I think he's at least like got to be 72, 73. Looking good, though. He is looking good. He's spry. He's all tatted out. Look at him with his full sleeves and everything. All right, Chris, what's this next one? Midge Yuri, I guess. Band-Aid <laughs> Live Aid organizer and a singer-guitarist from Thin Lizzy Ultravox. He is 70. All right, Eric Martin, lead singer of Mr. Big, turned 63 this week. Happy 60. birthday. Last one, I think, here, babe. Gary Malibur from the Steve Miller Band, turning 77 this week. He's a session drummer. He's worked with all these guys. Check it out. Bruce Springsteen, Warren Zevon, Bob Seger, what American, a- Van Morrison, Bonnie Raitt, Eddie Money, Jackson Brown. What an awesome job that would be just to be a studio musician. Yeah. Like, we need you on this track. Here's 100 grand. Yeah. Right? Okay. We got some trivia. So let's get to this trivia, huh? Let's do it. Hi. Trivia time. Yes, it is. It is time for trivia. This week in rock and roll history trivia, this week in 1967, members of this band are arrested and charged with possession of cannabis after a raid at the band's house. The charges are later dropped on a technicality. Who was it? Was it A, Grateful Dead, B, Pink Floyd, C, Jefferson Airplane, or was it D, the Cannabis Crosby Collective featuring Little Timmy from Puff the Magic Dragon (laughs) and the Land of Hanalee? Bravo on the so, content. Could have been them. Um, you know, for me, you know, it's tough. I almost want to go with either A Grateful Dead or C Jefferson Airplane. They were like in that same sure. sure. You know, kind of I'm gonna go with uh C Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane, okay. No yawning, we'll no yawning yep. in the I'm, studio. I know. I, I can't escape it sometimes. You were absolutely incorrect. <laughs> It is the Grateful Dead. Here's a picture from the San Francisco Chronicle. It says, Cops raid pot of Grateful Dead, or raid pad of Grateful Dead. And Grateful Dead members Phil Lesh, Bob Weir, Ron Pigpen McKernan, arrested and charged with possession of cannabis. Um, Here's a picture of them waiting, apparently. 
for questioning at the police department with all their friends in the house. And it looks like shag carpet in the police department <laughs> as right? well. So, yeah, Grateful Dead, man. They, they were uh, some rebels. If that was in color, I bet you it would be green. All right, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony is going to be streamed live this year, which is kind of neat. They haven't done this since 2009, I guess. That doesn't... That doesn't sound right. It's the only the second time in the ceremony's history that it's been broadcast live. The cable outlet Fuse carried the 2009 ceremony live. So, wow, that's pretty neat. So it's historically been pre-recorded? It's always been, yeah, most of the time, 99% of the time... It's pre-recorded okay. and then aired at a later date. Now, this is going to be live. So it's slated to run from 8 to 11 Eastern time, but most of the ceremonies have well run over that. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to do it. Yeah. But it's going to be on H or Disney Plus, so not on HBO. Um, that's very interesting. Yeah. So I want to see how that's going to you know go down, but uh, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Um, so in addition to that, ABC is going to broadcast a three-hour special on January 1st, which hasn't been done on network television um, ever since HBO is on the rights. So that is very interesting, and a lot of people are going to see this for the first time. Oh, a lot of people great. normally don't get to see that because it's always on HBO, right? Yeah. So uh, very cool. So there you go. Um, okay, this was kind of a crazy story from news around the world. Humanity could lose up to half of future medicines through plant extinctions. Apparently these plant extinctions are happening all around the world very many plant species it says nearly half of those that flower are threatened according amounting to over a hundred thousand while it's believed that around 77 percent of those are yet undescribed by science are at risk in some cases they're going extinct between the time of first discovery when their catalog which takes around 16 years isn't that crazy wow. takes 16 years to like catalog it document it and then it's used for homeopathic purposes so they're saying by the time that a lot of this happens, it's, these things are going to be extinct. So that's kind of crazy. Well, not with AI right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, maybe AI will grow those plants for us, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. All right, a couple more stories, guys. Around the um, world, Russia getting booted from the Olympic Committee. Wow. They tried to claim that Ukraine's athletes uh, for Russia, they tried to... U claim their own athletes like you they said that they they were going to be on russia's team mm -hmm. and that's a breach of the olympic charter which recognizes ukraine as a sovereign nation mm -hmm. so they're not going to be at the 2024 paris olympics and they will not be at the 2026 milana cortina olympics wow pretty crazy huh they can't get medals but they can compete only as neutral participants all right one of the last major stories of this week did you hear about this Las Vegas man has finally been charged in Tupac Shakur's 1996 shooting death. I read a very brief article about a week or two ago. Yeah. So as far back as 1998, this guy, Dwayne Keith Davis, was saying that he was a front seat passenger in the car and knew who killed Tupac. So in 2009, this guy known as Keefe D confessed to police as a role, but didn't say what he did in it, basically. Just said he was there in the car, kind of, you know, this and that. Then, after what police say was a reinvigorated uh, investigation, he was arrested in Las Vegas on Friday. Why? Well, here's the thing. In 1996, let's go back to the beginning of the story. Okay. It was a retaliatory attack on the 25-year-old star, um, police said on Friday. Davis plotted and orchestrated 
the shooting in a matter of hours. Here's the deal. The rapper apparently attacked his nephew that same day. So after he heard about that Tupac attacked his nephew, he orchestrated the shooting. Davis is the only suspect in the case who is still alive. All the other dudes are dead, right? Over the last five years, we've conducted countless interviews, corroborated numerous facts that were only not consistent with the crime scene of the night, but also corroborated and were consistent with the sequence of events that night. Um, so this is interesting, and let's go a little bit further in this. The decades-old case gained traction in 2018 because he was talking about it publicly. He went on a Netflix documentary and talked about um, his involvement in this. His own admissions to his involvement in this homicide case that he provided to numerous different media outlets, including Netflix. He began to go out publicly, boast about his involvement, and so they had to start looking at him as a suspect. And they said this was lastly our la likely our last time to take a run at this case to solve it and bring forth a criminal charge, which they did. And they arrested him. So the whole East Coast, West Coast thing, that's been... It's BS. Squashed. It was basically he did something with his nephew that he didn't like, you know, uh, earlier that day and went out and killed him for it. Man. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It nuts. is. Not surprised. <laughs> But just goes to show, man. So there you go. Okay, last one of the last stories. This New Jersey man drives into a police station playing rock music. He drove his car literally into the police station. And I got to show you this video, Dahlia. Intentionally? Intentionally. And he was playing ACDC. What was he playing? Hold on. Let me see what the song he was oh, playing. God. Whoa, it was Welcome to the Jungle oh. from Guns N' Roses. Apparently, he blasted it. And he goes inside there with his fingers up. And watch, you'll see the video, and I'm going to play it for you guys. For everybody watching on Twitch and YouTube, you guys can check us out, youtube.com, at Rock News Weekly. You guys can watch this stuff as we watch it with you. Um, we, we're live every Sunday, so watch it with us. All right, so let's, let's see this. Let's put on display capture. You guys can check this out. Here is the video of this guy driving into the police station. This is security footage. Oh, God. Thank God no one was sitting at those desks. Right? Look at him. <laughs> he just puts his, popped right out. Yeah, just popped right out, put his hands in the air. The cops are like, what? <laughs> He's trying to close the door, stuck on the filing cabinet. They just take him immediately into it custody. He doesn't. I know. He doesn't give any kind of resistance. Apparently, he was blasting Welcome to the Jungle, which I, I wish I could hear it. But in the security camera footage, you can't hear it. Um, so well, I'm glad no one was hurt. Yeah, of course. They were saying that he was just sitting at that desk minutes before uh, that he drove in there. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. What in the world? Yeah, so I don't know, man. People are nuts, dude. And that car barely got wrecked driving into that building. I know. It just drove right in there. Okay, well, check it out. It's the last story of the week, babe. Shrek okay. Swamp is now available to rent on Airbnb. Okay. It's a two-bedroom, one-bathroom abode located in High Council, Scotland, and will be available for a two-night stay for up to three guests from October 27th to 29th, and booking began October 13th, so I'm sure it's already booked up. I'm sure. But check this out. It's a real, like, treehouse, and it's in cool. Scotland. It's pretty cool. I feel like we don't have enough treehouses here. And they based the Shrek thing off of this treehouse. Yeah. And uh, would you stay there? I would stay there. Mm, you know me. 
Why? What's what's scary about this? Is there, it's not scary. One, I've never been to Scotland. Two, it I says, don't know the area. It's in a forest. Is there a bathroom? Like, is there a shower? It does not include a kitchen, Wi-Fi, a television, washer or dryer, air conditioning, or hair products. Instead, the listing is written from the perspective of Donkey, who, for all intents and purposes, is swamp-sitting for Ogre, promises privacy in the swamp-secluded area, the ambience of earwax candlelight, and Shrek's infamous outhouse, located 65 feet away from the main building. So see, there you go. You got to you gotta take a dump in the outhouse. You know, it's not really my <laughs> vibe, but for all of those who are going to go and check it out, I'm sure it's their vibe. That's hilarious. So. All right, anyway, that's it for us this week, guys. Make sure you check us out online, rocknewsweekly.com. Everything's up from last week for all of our Aftershock interviews, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye. Ciao.